Welcome to the Outstanding Women Leaders bonus episode with Christina Niddle. We are here to talk all about how we have these synergies in our lives. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so if you have not tuned in to hear her story, you should. She is a PR uh, leader and she's paving the way for women in the workforce that want to leave, raise a child and come back. Um, and on our bonus episode, we're going to talk about how she is a 5-1 manifesting generator and also we have a lot of synergies, including that the birth date that I wrote down that she gave me <laughs> happens to be an aunt that lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, so random. I've really, and uh, also how we met, you know, we were kicked out from each other three times. I forgot about that until just now. <laughs> yes. It's like the universe, re- like we wanted to be connected universally. And then there was tech that did not want us to be connected, which is even funnier because you got your start in tech. Yes. No, it was tech, but it also, Katie, it was, um, I was also getting told no, but so, <laughs> but I kept asking. Yeah. I, kept I love asking. that. So you know that a no is not a rejection. You know that a no really is a redirection. Your redirection was to go right back and ask again. And on the main episode, yep. we talk all about how you get better at asking. And Christina will tell you, you just ask, <laughs> you just keep it doing it. Yep. Just ask. Uh, so share for us a little bit, um, talk, I want to talk about the Chicago connection we have, cause you can see it in your background. If you're tuned in and oh, watching yeah, the video, like Chicago you, Tribune. yeah. And the only reason I know this about you is because I saw it in the background and I had to ask and you, yeah. Tell me how that all works out for us. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Kalamazoo, which is equidistant between Ch- uh, Chicago and Detroit. And so to go to a big city growing up in Kalamazoo, it was either Chicago or Detroit. Um, after I moved to San Francisco, my mother and my younger sister moved to Chicago and um, lived near Wrigleyville, I think Wrigleyville area. They they lived there for a while. And um, so my sister graduated from Lane Tech. And even before, so a few months before she graduated, um, she moved out. I mean, she was, uh, she was 18, but she decided she wanted to to move out of, from my mom's place. And, and so this was a, her whole senior year. She was an independent child. Or, you know, she was um, treated as an adult. So she worked. And so this, so anyway, so she worked. Um, I don't know how many hours a week she worked, but she supported herself. She supported herself. Um, she was on the, the school, this high school softball team. And so, um, and she would go, and this is, my sister's got so much, of like my influence on her that I'm like, oh my gosh, that, like that's kind of what I would do if I were her too. But so she um, she would represent herself at the parent-teacher conferences because she was by herself. Um, and so one of her teachers um, had said, look, um, I she, she was a photojournalist, I believe, when her teachers were. And so I worked in PR. And so uh, she said she wanted to do a story about just kind of her last year of high school, just as a story about um, kind of coming of age. And I had connected her with a reporter. And so anyway, it ended up being this large spread in the Labor Day issue of the Chicago Tribune. Uh, Labor Day Sunday, or the the Sunday, the weekend Mm -hmm. edition. And so it was this big spread. And so it was about my sister. And so it talks about, so there's some pictures of my family in there. And um, yeah, it was about a coming of age. And so the the headline was a rebel, uh, a rebel turns responsible. (laughs) It's a 
basically this rebellious <laughs> daughter basically is responsible and it shows her pictures at work and shows her walking to and from work and and it was actually I mean, of the time I mean this is I don't know 15 years ago or so um it was you know very telling I guess of, of you know that generation that you know I want to be independent I want to do my things my so and anyway, what year was what year did that come out so curious <laughs> I should see if you don't mind I'll just look real fast sure go right ahead Two thousand five. Two. Okay, so I love. Okay, all this energy. So two thousand five is when I graduated college and moved, oh, wow. and that's how I landed at Gordon Tech, which is right down the street from Lane Tech. And I know several people now that work there. I love the rebel turns responsible. I feel like that might just sum up a little bit of my life too. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's you know the reporter and the photojournalist felt like that too because I don't know. To me, it was like, oh, that's just. Her, is, but, isn't um, that just everyone? Aren't we all inter secretly yeah. rebelling? And yeah. yeah, but she was much more responsible at a younger age. So what a fun little synergy we had on our um, the first time we ever met. And then the synergies just kept continuing. And so for for five one human design, um, you went the English major route. I went the history major route. I didn't like all the rules for English. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of rules. There are a lot of rules. Um, I. I don't like because my parents, they're, you know, they're um, English is both their second languages. It came easily to me because I like learned the rules and came back and taught, you know. Yeah. And that the five one is a natural teacher, which is why you're such we're all, that makes us natural leaders, because we learn, we teach others and then we lead by example. Mm -hmm. Um, I always said that I would be what you, I would do what you do if I, um, had the right influence. My mom just said I would be a teacher, um, before my grandfather died, he asked me what I would do. I was 16 and mom answered for me. Cause I was like, I don't know. Your mom <gasps> answered for you. Lovely. She did. She did. And you know, it's funny because she said, well, you're always teaching your, you know, your stuffed animals This is what she said to my grandfather. She's always been teaching. I think she'll become a teacher. And I also had a club when I was 12 and I charged yearly dues and monthly membership fees. Why didn't mom say entrepreneur? <laughs> you know what? Mothers gravitate toward what they would like to see their kids doing. Because my mother would say, you you should be a lawyer. She, you know, if you were asked, if my mom were to answer my grandfather in that same situation, she'd say lawyer. But that's not me. That's not me at all. I mean, I, it, there are a lot of, there are some similarities between PR and lawyer, but it's. Mm -mm. Yeah. And in my history classes, I was, well, I was smarter than the lawyer pre-law people. And I was also told that I should be a lawyer. <laughs> uh, I just enjoy it. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I'm a lawyer, then I won't be as smarter than them. I'll be them. Uh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we also have, let's see, some more synergies that we have that just keep coming up. Um, Tell me all about living in Tahoe. I have not been to Tahoe, but my man wants to move there and retire there. Really? And I, yeah, so I didn't meet him in Tahoe. I met him on a street in Hoboken, um, which, you know, feels the same. <laughs> <laughs> were you, what were you doing? Um, I was a believer that you're going to find your, your, your match doing something that you both enjoy doing. That sounds about right. <laughs> Yeah. And so you guys were skiing. We we're skiing. And yeah. So how do you um, ski into each other? <laughs> well, um, it, 
so yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it just, it was the last run and I was with a bunch of group or a bunch of my colleagues and he was with the, his friends and it's just, you know, the flirtation, like there, it wasn't, it was his friends flirting with my friends and we were just kind of like wingmen, wing people. And, um, and at the end it was, you know, the opera ski, Hey, let's go get, you know, let's go to opera ski at the end of the run. Cause we, we did the last run. And, but if you're a skier, like, the hardcore people do last run. It's just kind of what it is. You're, you know, you're fair weather if you just kind of do half day, but like the really hardcore people do last run. So we were one of the few people who did last run and then we do après ski. And then that's how I met him was during après ski because his friend, his buddies and, and my buddies were, you know, they were like, Hey, let's hang out. And so that's how I met him. And um, he was a school teacher. <laughs> what subject what grade <laughs> he it, he was a um high school special ed teacher mm. so all grades but um special ed was his was his focus and um and when he went to school so so I thought well if he is a high school special ed teacher he's going to have a lot of patience with me and others <laughs> That is like a way I would think as well. And I always say that Dan has, um, well, he always tells me, thank you. I'm so patient with him. And I always think, you know, we see in each other, what we see in ourselves. Like he's also very patient with me until he's not, he had, and then I'm like, well, you just have to tell me I have ADHD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want those dishes done today, you're gonna have to say something. Cause my brain is focused on where do I, where does this fit in my schedule? I'm also an yep. only child. Is your husband an only child? <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's got a younger brother or I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so used to saying that he's got two younger sisters. Yes. You have the younger brother and you, where yes. do you fall in the line with your family? I'm the middle. So I've got a brother, sister, me, brother, sister. So, so three girls, two boys, but it's so weird. Like brother, sister, brother, sister, brother, yeah. sister. I don't know. I, That's a I 50, know 50 shot. They're a walking math problem right there. <laughs> I know. Statistically speaking, that's pretty rare, I think. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there, there are five of us. I'm the, I'm the right in the middle. I mean, cement blocked in the middle. So something you said in our podcast, um, that I feel like your Kentucky roots were showing. And I forget that my mother's mother li lived in Kentucky before she moved to Illinois. Um, you made the comment about, um, like the, the, it's not like I fell off the turnip truck. And I was laughing so hard internally. I'm like, this is Kentucky coming out. How has Kentucky influenced you? And <laughs> cause I don't well, feel like that's what we say in Michigan. I'm not from Michigan. No. Um, although that was an expression I think I learned when I was in Michigan, but Kentucky, um, I, my, so my dad went to high school in Kentucky mm. and after he moved, he moved from, um, so there was Fort Campbell. So there's, there's a military base there and that's my, my grandfather. So anyway, long story short, my dad eventually came to the U S and that's where he lived. Um, he came when he was a, a teenager. So he spent his, he, he finished high school in, in Kentucky. And then he went to Vietnam. That's where he went. My mom and he, he lived in Vietnam for a number of years as a civilian too. And that's where my older brother and sister were born anyway, fast forward. So they came back to Kentucky and that's where I was born. And so my dad's had friends in Kentucky. And so after we moved to Michigan, we would, um, so my grandparents lived in Tennessee 
And so every year we would drive from Michigan to Tennessee to visit my grandparents, but we'd always stop in Kentucky and visit my dad's high school friends. And so we did that for a number of years when I was really young. And, um, and so uh, we would go to his class reunions with him too. And that, you know, there, it wasn't, that was Kentucky. I mean, that was where I was born and that's where we would visit. We'd spend an extra day in Kentucky going to Tennessee to be with my grandparents. Um, so that, that's the Kentucky influence, but my dad, if I can do a little brag for him right now. So he just went to Kentucky. Um, so he was part of the state football champs, um, in 1965. So he and his team were just inducted to the, um, it, it, it was Hopkinsville, the Hopkinsville, um, football hall of fame. So he was just there about a month and a half, a month and a half ago. So being uh, awarded that. So I was like, so proud of him. Oh, that's such a great. I love that. Hopson, I know someone else from Hopkinsville. I just recently met too. Yeah. Um, and then the Germany connection, I also find fascinating for us. So my next door neighbor, when I moved to Tennessee, they spent 20 years like living in Germany. He, her husband was a sergeant. He works for New York for UT and my great aunt Mary lived in Germany. We have like a lot of German connection with family, a lot of Christmas ornaments and not, you know, tchotchkes. She was, her husband was stationed in the army there too. German And a friend from college that, uh, that ended up moving there. And I'm like, man, maybe I should have done that before the pandemic. That seems. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. If you haven't gone, I'm actually trying to go there this um, June for a Ooh, week, but so I've well, been there about four times. Okay. So then I'll give you my, my joke that I used to do at the bars in college when someone, some douchebag, pardon my language, would ask me like, what's your middle name? Like, you know, why did guys play that game when we were, do you remember this one? Let me guess your middle name. So I would always tell them it's a land in Germany that many a man have fought over. <laughs> I don't, okay. Berlin, Nuremberg, what? Well, and then my other hint was like, except sometimes the land is in France. I, I... <laughs> all right, you're the English major. So what's funny is that I've spelled my, I've spelled my middle name wrong my whole life. Like I've just, I would have been picking Lorraine is my middle name. So Alsace Lorraine. <laughs> This was the, the first area that Hitler took back when um, he marched. Oh, how many guys figured that one out? I think I'm only, well, Dan knew it right away. Um, but outside oh, of that, I think, <laughs> I think only one idiot. Um, well, I didn't have, but like Dan and I think I'm trying to remember like how our conversation came up. It was more like an organic thing, perhaps. And he was like, he just knew that answer. Um, and then the other guy that knew the answer, I should, was not, was still a waste of time, <laughs> well, but not very him. often and not very often. Um, and then I, my bad, because I'm actually not sure if Germany or France has that little sliver of land. I should probably look that up if I'm going to use that joke again. Well, it's interesting that somebody figured that out. I thought, I thought it was a joke. Like it was, a um, you were trying to like, tell them like back off. Like I'm thinking like, I'm like Nuremberg, none your business. I don't know. Like, oh, I like where to... you went with that for the joke. No, mine was really, I was going back to world war two on that one. Okay. <laughs> and world war one. Like that was a very, you know, that was the Rhineland. That was the area that was very mm. fertile, all the resources. This was the area of land that, that France and Germany have fought over for a long time. Um, so there's the history joke for the day. So, but Lorraine, uh, sometimes I would spell it with two R's and one in, and sometimes I would spell it with one R. Um, so when I, uh, took back my maiden name, when I got divorced, I, I shortened it to L. So Katie L. Mm. but my grandmother, that's her family's from Germany. Um, her middle name was Lorraine, which is where it came from. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. So fun little facts. Um, as we wrap up our bonus episode, what else do we need to share? You've got such great stories. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I sometimes find it boring talking about my, myself. So, um, I like talking about what, (laughs) what you've been got going on. Everything that I find fascinating about our synergies, um, right down to me writing down the wrong date that for your human design that happened to be your your aunt in Chattanooga, Tennessee, of all places. Um, I very much uh, from the like I definitely thought you were a five one when we first met. I very much feel uh, we find each other five ones in life, even if we don't ever know each other's human design. Um, So when I put my college roommate in my human design, she was a five one. When I put my neighbor across the street that I grew up with, she was a five one. Um, when like you, you see the pattern, it's going. Yeah. So are there like um, anti five ones, like like yin and yang? Like who would like what is the one that's like not? I love so that I you called it anti five one. Um, so the other people I tend to hang out with a lot, I collect if I were to look at numbers. So we're very compatible with two fours as well. But six, two, so the sixth line sits right above the fifth line and the two lines sits right above, or the two sits right above the one, they will either ruin our reputation or be our best friend and sing our praises. And, um, I will say that all the six twos I have there, um, you know, the sixth line is here to educate. The fifth line is here to have solutions. Sometimes the sixth line just wants to educate us. And we're like, no, 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 we have the solution. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got it um uh my so the, it's it's actually it's not that the personalities conflict so much it's all the energy channels and there's different energies so I have a, an app where I can put people in and see like compatibility so I did the compatibility for Dan who's a three five We're like 93 percent compatible um oh, yes. I've done it for some friends like so everyone I've put in this app that I'm really good close with we are all in the 90s or above my best friend from high school, the one that it's like a mirror. It's all, it's not a miracle that we've been friends, but there were moments where you could say, Oh, it's a mirror. It'll take a miracle. Like from the movie, um, we are 90%. And what's interesting is that the few people that I just thought, let me throw them in here. It's not that we don't get along. It's just that like, they're not my business bestie. Like they're not the person I call. They're in the high eighties. And that made me realize, all right, so humans are designed to be 90% compatible. <laughs> Okay. Like I'm, I need an A. What I decided for myself is I need an A. And I think that's what happens when we get older, right? Is that we really are, you know what? I like that person, but I love this person. And so I want to hang out with the person I love. And then if the person I like is around in a group, okay, but that's not why I'm here. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. uh, I read something, um, when I was in college of all places, I mean, of all, not of all places, but of all stages of my life, I read it in college. We're talking about like timing for things, but I read something about um, your A list, your B list, your C list, you know, focus all your energy on the A's, a little bit on the B's. Don't even give the C's a time of day. You just, you need to focus on the people who make you feel good, who, uh, who empower you um, just and it just, it was very enlightening to me because I, I was at a point where I was probably spending too much time worrying about what so-and-so thought, but do I really care? Should I care? Mm-hmm. And so that was like the first step for me to realize that, hey, you have a finite amount of resources, which means your time and your energy. Don't even, don't sweat that. Just cut them out. You don't, you know, just 
don't even. And it, it was really enlightening. It was really helpful. Yeah. I think of that from the, there. who's your Peter, Barnabas, and Paul, if I was to use a biblical reference, which is the same thing. Well, the way I'm going to spin it is going to be the same thing, which is <laughs> who's your bestie? <laughs> who's your Peter? Like who's um like your Peter? Like who are the people that are influencing you? And then who are you influencing? So for me, if you're, if you're below, if they're below, I don't do this with people, by the way, I don't do percentages, but I do look at people of who am I, who can I pour into? Those are my B listers. Those are my C listers. Like mm -hmm. who's pouring into me? Those are my A listers. And yeah. because of the line of work I'm in, right? I um we have so many solutions. Like we can solve so many problems. Um, I don't, you know, I don't wanna I this is I think is how I got the just a very small sample size. It was just enough for me to be like, all right, we're not putting everybody in this app. You're <laughs> It's like, you know, six people, but it was enough for me to see there's a trend there. And like, I energetically yeah. know that I don't have to put it in an app. I just know it when I think about, or when I listen to my own energy. Yep. Yep. And then you've got your, your writer dies, meaning like, I heard that recently, like your writer died, meaning like hell or high water doesn't matter anything. They're always going to be with you. And, you know, those are my sisters, you know, they're like a plus plus plus. So, you know, they're I always make time for my sisters. So I think, you know, there's a separate maybe category or echelon for family. Yeah. And as an only child, I think where I've struggled in um, with our five one, so we're designed to interact with strangers. You're literally in the best job ever. Um, I wanted everyone, you know, I wanted people to be, I wanted to be their ride or die too. You know, I would always write in and I was willing to die. I don't have those siblings. Who else am I dying for? <laughs> Uh, and so recognizing um, that who's who's on your ride or die list, you may not be on their ride or die list. And that's just, it was a great uh, lesson for me around that too. So knowing like, mm -hmm. yeah, why would you ride into battle for someone that isn't your blood? You have so many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, regular episode. You can go tune in. You can find Christina Niddle on LinkedIn and you can click the link in here and um Thank you, Christina, for tuning in with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, Thanks, Katie. absolutely.